Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to wait a few minutes since I think we just sent out some pings before we get started. Um, other speakers, can you hear me okay? Just wanna do a quick mic check. Perfectly fine. Okay, great. Um, we will give it maybe like one or two more minutes, one minute, and then we'll go ahead and get started. Thank you all for tuning in. All right, the, the podium number looks pretty stable, so I think we can get started and hopefully some more people will join us soon. So first, um, happy Friday, everyone. Thank you so much for coming to our first um, bot developer panel event in the Top GG server and welcome to all of our amazing panelists and thank you so much for being part of this um, event. Um, this is gonna be a mix of moderated Q&A similar to previous panels, and we'll also be taking some open questions from the um, thread in general called bot developer panel questions. So if you have any questions, um, please, please, please um, put them there and we'll be doing that mix. So panelists, please keep your answers between one to two minutes so that we can be sure to hear from everyone. All right, so first off, um, introductions. I think most of you in the audience know me, but um, if you don't, I'm the um, CEO of TopGG and really, really excited to be here. Um, I'm gonna ask all of our panelists to introduce themselves and share a little bit about themselves, their current roles, previous roles and backgrounds. And for a fun fact, we would love for you to share your favorite game. So um, Zavin, I hope I'm saying that right. Please correct me if I'm not. Um, why don't we have you go first? Yeah, sure. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, no worries about pronunciation my name. Um, my name is Savin. I'm coming from Germany. I have a background in software engineering for around 10 years, um, mainly doing bank software with really old languages. Uh, now I'm self-employed with my bot Hydra, um, and my favorite game is Apex. Oh, amazing. I have, I played Apex with Veld, but I wasn't very helpful. I mostly just looted. <laughs> um, Veld, you are, you are up next. Hey, thank you. Yeah, um, I'm Veld. I used to work on Topology. I still kind of do, but part-time. Uh, I work at Uber now as a full-stack engineer. It's kind of, kind of cool. Um, other than that, uh, my favorite game. I have to say Final Fantasy XIV because I dunked in like 1,400 hours into that game and it was totally worth it. 
Oh, wow. I know lots of Final Fantasy fans. All right, next Battle Eye, you're up. Oh, wait, I don't think I see you unmuted, Battle Eye, but I can't hear you. But it might just be me. Um, until Battle Eye, you get your mic working, why don't we have ER go? Then we'll come back to you. Hi, thanks, Kristen. So um, I, I'm Ayara. <laughs> uh, I started working on Mimu like three-ish years ago, and um, that's still what I do. Uh, I, um, now I'm the community lead of Top GG. Um, that's what uh, my main job is now, um, but I still really enjoy doing Mimu and have some other side hobbies. Um, my favorite game has to be Tetris because I'm really good at it. <laughs> yes. Ira has even shared, I think she's won some championships before, or I'm, which is really fun. All right. So for our first question to kick us off, um, can you tell us about your bot and what inspired you to create it? Um, Zavin, we'll have you go first. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've started developing Hydra in February 2019, so almost three years ago. Um, what inspired me? I think the most inspiring fact was uh, I, I was in a server with a few friends of mine and we tried to listen to music and we were really confused by the um, bots in use at that time. Um, it was hard to use for us. We, yeah, we, we didn't really know how to navigate through them. And so I came up with that idea of not having to use a prefix and a command and stuff. So you just dump your song links, song names in a channel and it will play. And so I thought I'd give it a go. and. Yeah, now it's grown to over five million servers in over three years. Yeah, super, super inspiring. I think almost every server I'm in, um, I see the Hydrobot, which is amazing. Um, Battle Eye, you're up next. Yeah, Battle Eye, you're up next. Wait, hold on. I think I realized I might have even skipped Battle Eye's, um, sorry, intro. Yeah. So we, oh, wait. I think oh, no, I'm sorry, Battle Eye. Wait, uh, I'll, I'll check with them. Okay, <laughs> no worries. Um, while we work on some technical difficulties behind the scenes, because what, if, what you know, remote event would it, would it be without any of those? Um, Veld, could you go next for us? Yes. Um, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, it has a little bit of a backstory, but... I used to be in this small gaming group with a bunch of friends, and we used to be on Skype. And I already made a bot for them on Skype. And that's kind of where it started with, because uh, Miki is as old as the Discord bots program. So it became just a thing that came from Skype, and it kind of migrated to Discord. Yes, we love Miki bot. Thanks, Feld. Um... Battle Eye, um, why don't we, for, for this next one, if you want to just introduce yourself and then also you could answer the question about what inspired um, you to create your bot um, that, and tell us a little bit about it, that would be great. Fingers crossed the mic's going to work now. Yeah. Oh, amazing, yes. I mean, it's working. There we go. Hi there, I'm the creator and developer of Ticket Tool. Um, I'm sorry, one moment. Oh no, we lost Battle Eye again. Um, Ayara, do you want to go while we figure out the technical difficulties? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, my bot is like a crisis hotline bot, which comes with currency for your server. So, uh, basically the reason why, like, initially when I was creating it, it was because, like, I thought that, like, um, bringing crisis hotlines per country was, like, the simplest thing. And, uh, this was back when I was a really bad developer and I was like, oh, this should be super simple. And, um, and I couldn't find any bots for that. And I really, really care a lot about mental health. And so that was something that I really wanted to bring into Discord. And so that was what inspired me to, to make it. And then from uh, there, when I decided to work on currency, it was really just because I wanted like a cute bot that was like, um, uh, like encompassing cuteness and also, and also bringing a lot of useful features to Discord. <laughs> Yes, Mimu is super cute and has really cute um, art if you haven't checked it out yet. All right, back to you, Battle. I would love to hear your intro and then a little bit about um, Ticket Tool and then also what inspired you to create it. Hi there. So as I was saying, I'm the developer and owner of Ticket Tool. Before working on Discord bots, I worked as a freelance developer and a CNC router operator for over six years. And for the favorite game, it'd be a tie between Dishonored and Prey. Nice. And yeah, what inspired you to create Ticket Tool? Well, the main reason for creating Ticket Tool was the state of support bots about three years ago when I first started working on it. I'd gone into multiple servers needing help, and the bots that were existing either were down or just were very inconvenient to use. Thanks, Battleye. All right, next question. So I think this one was asked, I, I saw some themes of this in the questions you're collecting, but um, what is the biggest misconception of being a bot developer? IRR, we'll have you kick us off. Um, I think the biggest misconception is that Discord pays me. <laughs> I, I think like a lot of people assume like a lot of bot developers make a lot of money, but I think uh, passing by the, the fact that you have to pay fees um, and, and trying to balance like that versus like making money through donations is like the biggest misconception. Like people literally ask me, oh, does this, how much does Discord pay you? I'm like, no, they, they don't. <laughs> like I rely on donations, <laughs> but um, that, that's probably the biggest misconception for me. <laughs> Thanks, Ayara. Um, Savin, how about you next? Yeah, what, I guess in working on Hydra, yeah, like, or working <laughs> on Hydra, yeah, what is the biggest misconception? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, it's the same for me. Like, a lot of people think I'm actually working for Discord and they pay me, uh, which is absolutely not the case. Um, so, yeah, it's really expensive to host a big music bot, and I also rely completely on the premium system to keep it up. That's great. Okay, Battle Eye, you're, yeah, you're next. I'm curious to see if it's similar or if there are any other ones that you've encountered. Well, I can't really say that I really know the current perception of bot developers. I guess I don't, I don't really hang out in many community settings outside of my own server and really haven't encountered any misconceptions. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I guess Veld, if you have something to share on that, maybe like what are, yeah, maybe some common like assumptions about bot developers and then how those may or may not be true. That would be great if you could shed some light on that from your experience at TopGG and also um, working on Mickey. 
Yeah, sure thing. So there's one thing that I always think is really funny. Um, people, people kind of completely forget about like the skill of how large one of these bots actually is. So if something is slow or if something is not as uh, as they their their preference, if that makes sense, they always they always think that we can just change it. But then they're like millions of actual users on discord that rely on that on this and it 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 feels kind of like operating operating a um like an actual an actual cloud infrastructure from your garage if that makes sense no that that does and i think that resonates with at least just some of the things i've seen in my um short time here I think a lot of people assume that um, some people actually think they contact um, me personally or us asking about the bots. I'm like, no, no, Top GG doesn't make all these bots. You know, we have our Top GG bot, but um, actually developers do. And I think a lot of them assume that, you know, like there's a giant team behind a lot of these bots or Discord is making the bots. Um, th that Those are at least the interesting assumptions I've seen for people who are newer um, to Discord. All right, so for our next question, um, as a bot developer, you often wear many hats at the beginning of the project, from product, design and branding, to community building, to actually getting your hands dirty with coding. How has your experience been from this? I guess it is connected, right? People think, you know, it's a giant company or team running all of these bots, but it's sometimes just, um, you know, one or couple person show. So Battle, I will have you kick us off for this one. Well, it's been an experience for sure. Before Ticket to I didn't have any real experience with managing communities and branding. Still don't. I would definitely not have been able to manage it without my amazing group of staff members. They they handle pretty much the entire community side for me, and they've been amazing. That's great. Yeah, definitely feel the same way here at um, Top GG about our volunteer staff um, and community as well. Um, how about you, Veld? What are your thoughts on this one? Oh, so this is this is something that kind of comes close to my heart because I really enjoy doing almost all of these things, and then I really suck at like managing a community. So <laughs> I, I I I like to do like the design and the the product and then also any infrastructure. So I, I've over engineered everything, which is kind of a problem now that I want to make changes. Um. But overall, the experience has been kind of, it makes me really happy because I like, I like to do all of these things. And there's not a lot of places where you can do all of these things at the same time with like an active user base. Yeah, that sounds like really exciting. I think just, right, like being able to kick off a project and wear all these hats and learn um, sounds like awesome mm -hmm. learning experience. Ayara, how about, how has this been for you with Mimu? Yeah, I think I'm super similar to Bald. Um, I really enjoy all of these uh, aspects. I think, I think, uh, honestly, I've been really, really lucky to fall into bot development because uh, there's so many different things within it that I really enjoyed. I really like taking care of the community. I really like design, art, <laughs> branding, product, um, and I also really like coding. So it's been a really fun project. And I don't think, like, initially when I was working on it, when I was... Um, uh, when I started working on it, I was a minor, and when I was a minor, I didn't really think about about all these aspects that I was doing. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's really important though to balance it and make sure that if you if you don't know one thing or the other, it's really important to bring someone in and ask for their opinion. Whether it's like 
um, working with an artist or working to someone with someone that's like better at bot development than you are, etc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Savin? Uh, for Hydra? me, this yeah, uh, this changes a little bit. Like for me, the most part is the developing part. <laughs> I like to just dig in and go for coding. Uh, so I didn't think about too much about the design and um, plans for the future, which was a mistake in the beginning. Uh, I learned that the hard way. Um, so nowadays I do a lot of planning and design upfront and start coding then. And in terms for the community, I also rely on my beautiful staff team and community manager and yeah. No, love it. Yes. I think a lot of similar trends here. It's tough to, you know, manage such a big project as it grows, but it's great that um, you have the amazing communities to rely on and also um, volunteer staff as well. So wanted to dive into like kind of one piece of this since all of you are working on so many different facets of the bots. Um, popular question is, you know, how do you balance monetization to fund the project versus, you know, paywalls on a lot of features, which could cause, you know, potential user frustration? Um, Vel, do you want to kick us off with this one? Oh, this is going to be a really easy question for me because I have nearly no monetization at all in my bot. Um, I, I I started it for fun. I'm still doing it for fun, so I try to just pay for it myself. Of course, Thanks, any donation is appreciated. Yes. Thanks, Veld. Uh, Zavin, what about you for Hydra? Um, yeah, as especially much with as the I'd high costs, right? <laughs> yeah, as much as I'd love to offer it for free completely, I, I I just can't. I did it for a long time. I paid for it myself until late 2020, um, so almost two years. Um, but yeah, it, it just costs several thousands a month to just keep it up. And therefore, we have to pay well some things. Uh, there was an easy rule, though, like whatever costs me more money to offer, I um, pay well. For example, changing the volume globally is costing a lot of resource power and on scale especially mm -hmm. so that's locked behind the paywall yeah that that makes a lot of a lot of sense um Badalai, how about how do you approach this for ticket tool well ticket tool started as a passion project for just wanting to make a better support bots as we've moved along server costs have increased and focus has been split away so we added monetization, and I wanted to pretty much only monetize systems that would be used in a more advanced setting and keep all of the base features for anybody wanting a support bot open and available to use. It's a very difficult balance to maintain, and we're even re-looking into them soon about uh, removing a number of paywalled items. No, makes a lot of sense. And then um, how do yeah, how do you handle this for a Mimu, Yara? Um, so usually I ask myself one specific question and it's like, do I need to use this or is it extra? So so for example, an example of this would be like a lot of stuff like formatting and how it actually looks is is uh is what I would monetize versus like uh, functionality I wouldn't monetize so uh, like how this looks w whether you can change the picture of this etc like stuff like that is what I monetize and and this works for me like pretty well because of the fact that Mimu is marketed towards people who care about aesthetic a lot and so people would pay for that in instead but it's not something that I would feel bad <laughs> for monetizing because I really um, I, I think I basically funded it for most of uh, 
Mimu's like lifetime for around two years out of three was it was like funded and there was no like donation pages at at all. But then at some point I was like, okay, it's 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 like three four hundred dollars a month. I I need some help. So so that was when I started doing monetization and I tried to make it as minimal as possible. Yeah, honestly, just looking. Listening to this, I think a lot of startups could take some tips from all of you and how you've approached this for your um, different um, projects. It sounds like really, really thoughtful and you know based on um, scale. So another question um, that has to do with kind of growth and scaling. It sounds like a lot of your different projects, right, started out at these passion projects and small. But um, as your bots have grown, how has it been scaling these up, and how specifically how has this affected the tech stack throughout the time you've developed your project? Save it. We'll have you start us off with this one. Sure. It's Hydra now. I think it's top five bot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so as I mentioned, I didn't really plan too much in the beginning. So I just went there and did a small JS bot in JavaScript um, with Discord chairs and thought it's be it's going to be fine. There's like a few <laughs> servers using it, and so that went completely downhill and it didn't work at all. Really good. And over the time, um, Hydra transformed into a lot of microservices working together in different languages, Java, Kotlin, Rust running. And in terms of hosting, we uh, in the beginning, it was a small VPS running in screen. <laughs> and nowadays, it's a self-maintained bare metal Kubernetes cluster on um, yeah, in New York. And uh, yeah, we're using a lot of cloud computing, external clusters for databases, um, and a lot of monitoring in FluxDB, Prometheus, BigQuery, et cetera. So yeah. it's grown Thank quite. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um, Ayara, how have you handled this for um, Mimu, which is top 40 bot now? Yeah, so um, I, I was the same as Sabin. I didn't really think that Mimu would, would, would grow really large. So when I initially did it, I think it, it was worse than, than how Saban did it. I actually used like a, an SQLite database. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's basically a file-based database. And it's like in this file within the, the same process of, um, yeah, it was just not good. <laughs> but um, that, was, that was a very long time ago. <laughs> and um, obviously I, I switched, swapped to something that made a lot more sense and then <laughs> and then um, I've been like doing the same thing, basically sp splitting them into microservices. So specific processes does diff different things, um, uh, making different APIs and endpoints to make sure that communication is still really quick and stuff. Um, yeah, but, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, in terms of tech stack, uh, it hasn't really changed a ton. I've, I've tried basically like every database. I've done a lot of database migra migrations. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Veld, how about for Mickey? Oh boy. So <laughs> at the start, um, I had the, the unique challenge of there is no tooling available because there were no previous bots. So um, we started completely from scratch. Uh, initially, we wrote our, our own like libraries and kind of grew that into this massive repository of libraries we have 52 different projects now um and we're slowly moving to basically the same thing that um Savin is doing which is microservices all connected to each other in a kubernetes cluster 
Uh, we're halfway there, but my main focus right now is uh, the developer experience rather than the overall infrastructure so that we can keep moving fast. Cool. Thanks, Feld. Um, Battle, I have, how has this, um, this experience been with um, Ticket Tool? It's grown. Well, I started with Ticket Tool hoping to be able to expand and scale as needing without any idea how to actually accomplish that. So I did the research, very poor implementations, and over the years have added to it multiple servers. At the time, my, my idea of scaling was up to 20,000 servers, nothing beyond that. Beyond that was a pipe dream. But the amount of times I've had to rewrite my bot is staggering. I'm currently in the middle of a full rewrite. Wow. How many times have you had, if you had to guess, how many times have you had to rewrite it? Well, I'll publish rewrites, like five. Um, rewrites that have been scratched, like 25. But Ticket Tool has been a learning project for me, and yeah. that's what it was started as, and it's what it's likely going to continue as. My stack really hasn't changed much as I kind of did a decent research in the beginning as to what I wanted to use for scaling. But like I said, with a very poor implementation. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I think me and probably a lot of other folks on this call are just learning about like all the work it takes behind the scenes, not just to build the bot, but to also keep up with the um, demands as the bot grows and scales and um, gets used by more and more people. So follow-up question on growth. Um, as your bots have grown, have you felt the need to take on extra help by either recruiting more developers or, you know, server moderators to your team? Um, I know a lot of you mentioned, you know, your different volunteer staff or contributors or community. And um, if so, you know, as you did this, what kind of challenges did this present and what did you look for during the staff um, recruitment process? Battle, I will have you start us off with this one for Ticket Tool. I've thought about adding on more developers over the years. I haven't ever actually gotten to it. I've always seen Ticket Tool, as I mentioned, as a learning experience that forces me to learn better ways and the proper ways of scaling. So I wanted to be able to just do it all myself. Um, we recruit a lot of support staff. We have, a, we have a very selective staff on the recruitment process there, but as for developers, I, I am the sole developer and it's, I've thought about adding on more developers, but every time I go to do it, it's just like, I want to learn how to do this myself. At the moment, I'm able to do that. Cool. Savin, how about, um, how have you approached this at, is, at Hydra? Like what challenges did you face? Um, yeah, so I started this all alone and um, like, I after around a year, I also realized, okay, I want a website and I never did that. So I learned a little bit of React and Vue and tried it in both frameworks. And uh, I was horrible at it. I, I, I just can't design it. It's, it, it was really bad. And so uh, luckily I met Oscar Aristo on Discord and he joined the team and re-ramped that completely and made a beautiful website. I'm really proud of it nowadays. And yeah, he's a big help. So uh, definitely taking help uh, is not a bad thing. And if you can't do something really well, then yeah, 
use that for um, community things. I just look for active members, um, which I experienced with Hydra. And yeah, nowadays that task is also outsourced to the community manager, Ravi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Ayara, how is this? Um, I guess, well, yeah, what is your approach and experience been for this at um, Mimu? Yeah, so I'm a little bit like battle. I I don't like asking questions when it comes to development, which is a really <laughs> bad habit. But um, I, I think that's like the general case for everything. I don't really like asking questions. I like figuring things out myself so that I don't sound dumb, which is which is a really bad habit. To be honest, you should always ask questions. But um, uh, I did hire a developer that um uh, worked for around a couple months recently, and uh, I think they're leaving Mimu soon, just because like. Um, I kind of, I kind of prefer like I kind of prefer knowing what's going on, especially due to the fact that it's it's a huge passion project. I just like knowing how every single small detail works to to this to, to like oh in line one hundred twenty three like this is where this happens, you know. <laughs> so so um and that's the type of thing you can never do without like micromanaging the person. So um so that's how it's been in, in terms of development, but uh, in terms of moderators or support staff um. I'm really proud of uh, our support team. We we have like pretty much 99% um, positive feedback in terms of support um, in the past like year or so. And um, I think this is just because we are really selective. We're really careful of like how uh, how we provide answers and how we train our support staff in order to to guide each user. Um, and make sure we are super empathetic. We're just super um, kind, and make sure that we're super approachable. So that's the um, uh, support is super important to us, and is a huge priority. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's um, super inspiring, and we're lucky to have you. I'm working on that as well at um, Top GG. Feld, um, how have you approached this for Mickey? So, uh, in regards of hiring. I mostly, um, yeah, I mostly tried to get people on board who a were already a bot developer, but um, some some sort of smaller bot, or um, b were very excited about Miki specifically. Um, so far, this has worked pretty well. Uh, we're a team of two, which <laughs> I feel like uh, seems pretty 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 good for a bot. Small but mighty um, team of two. Yes. So we just work together. We have we have a very small like sprint planning that isn't really cut up in sprints and we just get to things whenever we do. Um most of the donations that we get go to him because it's my passion project and he's doing it for some money, so that makes sense. Um but in terms of volunteer staff, we mostly just reach out to people who are very active and are already doing the responsibilities in our Discord server. So we see people consistently answering questions in support. We ask them, hey, do you want to become a support like member on our team? I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, that's what I've been doing anyway. Yeah, but now you have the title. <laughs> so there's not a really harsh criteria to get it as long as uh, they they seem like motivated to do it cool no that's great it's like i think i think for a lot of things right if people are genuinely like motivated and passionate um that's a great way to get your foot in the door um so this next question is something i 
personally get asked a lot, um, or I feel like, yeah, a lot of people just ask me this that are learning about Discord bots or curious about uh, making their own or just getting started. Um, so the question is, how do you measure success? And do you consider your bot successful? Um, what do you think is the secret ingredient ingredient to your bot's growth? Um, Ayara, we'll go to you first um, for your perspective from, from Mimu. This is such a hard question because I think measuring success really depends on your values. And um, for me, in terms of my values, I think that the, the first time I felt, oh, Mimu is successful was uh, back when it was around like 2000 servers. And one person basically told me that um, because of Mimu's crisis resources, they were able to help someone um, and basically save them from a crisis situation. And that was when I was like, I have I have done all like I've I've reached like my my ultimate goal here you know and I was like even if it's just one person that's that's how that's how I would feel like successful if that that makes that's sense that's amazing so, yeah yeah and so um that was like the first time I felt like successful if that makes sense but um when it comes to like success in a in a general like scale or size I do feel like uh, Mimu is successful right now and um. I do think that the secret ingredient is just the way branded Mimu. It's super consistent across all platforms. We use the same icons. We use the same artists. We have a very consistent art style, and it's it really shows across the entire bot. And um, from command responses to the site itself to um, like specific rewards or events, it it all like comes in together. And um, art is something that I enjoy a lot, and so. Um, I do think Mimu is like, this is like the part that Mimu shines in the most. <laughs> Thanks. It is super cute. I love the um, art style. Battle Eye. What, what, what about, um, yeah, I guess would love to hear your perspective on this question for Ticket Tool. So I had pretty much considered Ticket Tool successfully when I surpassed my original like goal of 20,000 servers. And that was just, that was what the previous support bot that existed had for its max users. And when I matched theirs and then started to surpass them, I was pretty, pretty happy with the bot. It was just, it had managed to surpass and keep growing. And it was just, it was great project that I could work on and have fun doing it. That's amazing. And yeah, I feel like that um, feeling right if you're working on a passion project and it just grows explodes, that's, um, that's really, really incredible. Steven, how about, um, how have you um, approached this for, I guess, Hydrant? How is that, has that changed at all um, over time? Mm -hmm. um, so I think the, the, the key of success for me is happy users. Like if you have positive feedback and um, a lot of, yeah, general happy communities telling you they had a really nice evening thanks to the bot and keep them entertained is a nice way to do so. Um, it surely has changed a little bit with um, like, I have to back that off with numbers to sometimes, um, for example, measuring retention and activity within the bot. And um, if it, it's hard to grasp nowadays, like how big it went, like I, I have to tell myself that it's actually under the top 10 bots on Discord in terms of build count. And yeah, it's really amazing and keeps growing fast pace. Cool. Thank you. 
Nouvelle, what is your yeah? What's your perspective on this for Mickey? Ooh, okay. So um, actually, since I have worked on Top G, my perspective changed a lot. So I mostly wanted to talk about that. Uh, I look a lot. I look a lot at data, and uh, Mickey keeps track of a lot of data uh, for me to look at. So, for example, something that I think is my main thing to look at is how many how many like interactions did Mickey execute in the last day, and um, yeah, I I think a lot of bot developers initially start thinking when they think about measuring for success. Uh, they think about how many guilds is your bot in, if that makes sense. But I feel like they're, over time, a lot of these servers don't really count anymore. So I'd much rather look at how much total, like, total people are looking at, looking at the, uh, are using the bot themselves. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Felt. So I'm going to ask each panelist one specific question, and then we'll move on to the open Q&A. So first question is for you, BattleEye. Uh, one of the things Ticket Tool brings is revolutionizing the way ticketing bots bring to the table in terms of user experience and the interface. Um, what do you think allowed Ticket Tool to succeed so well in this area? Um, that would be ease of use and stability. At the time when creating Ticket Tool, the other bots had major stability issues as they had outgrown their infrastructure and the people working on them got busy. Um, reaction, reactions to create tickets was something that wasn't widely used at the time. It was, a, it was a new thing that bots were starting to use, but hadn't quite fully adapted yet on a general use. I wanted to be able to oh, sorry, open sorry. ticket I from my <laughs> okay. I wanted to be able to open open the support request without having to run commands. It's just I wanted an easy way to ask for help. Thanks, Battle. With my uh, product management hat on, I think, um, right, like any time, like it sounds like you just so solved like such a core, you know, user need for people um, that it makes sense that the growth was really, really explosive. It just made really help them and made things a lot easier for them. Um, Savin, the question for you is um, one of the things that took users by surprise was when YouTube began cutting down on Discord bot streaming music last year. How is this, um, I guess, affected? Hydra or your roadmap? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I think it was to be expected to happen one day that they come after big bots. Um, it, was a, it was a big surprise that it happened that fast though at the time. And uh, it completely changed the roadmap. Like at the time we were working at um, a web player and easier way to interact with it. Um, that we threw that completely away and decided to um, look for new ways to have the project future proof again. And so like we started off with that song request channel and used make a made use of a lot of reactions and so you can easier interact with the bot. And so we saw the first new feature could be something like reaction roles. Uh, we checked the current market and everything and it we found a lot of things you could improve with the current things. And so we started planning that and 
yeah, have it done by now. It's in early release currently for premium members and soon to be shown to the public. Oh, super exciting. Can't <laughs> wait till it um, comes out to the public. So I already earlier mentioned, I think when we were asking about the, um, you know, kind of secret ingredient behind your bots growth, you mentioned branding. And so Mimu is known for its strong and very cute branding. Um, I know some pictures have been shared in general. Um, and creating a brand around your Discord bot is really a tough task to accomplish for many developers who are starting out and who don't necessarily have experience in graphic design or branding. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's starting out and wants to build both a strong brand and community? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think for me, it was uh, super easy because I already really gravitate towards that kind of art style and really round objects and just really cute smiles and, and happy and, and cute stuff like that. Um, so for me, that was uh, my style, you know? And I think um, where like, there's usually like someone similar to you in this world. And by that, I mean, try to find what suits you. For me, it's this cute branding, but it doesn't have to be this. It could be a lot more professional or a bit more, um, or a bit more edgy or a bit, you know, like there's like different styles for each, each type of group and try to market it towards like a group that you would want your audience to be. And for me, it would be marketing it toward a group that really care about aesthetics and just really nice people and, and stuff like that. And, and this can vary for different people. And from there, I think just exploring. Um, I think Pinterest has a lot of good things. I know Kristen used to work at Pinterest. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I think Pinterest has really has a really good algorithm of like linking different images together. So if you like look, like if you find a specific thing on Pinterest, you can like find different things that are similar to that. And and I think um, that's that that would really help with like mood boards and, and ideas and stuff and just um, aggregating them and stuff. And so I would suggest doing that and also working with different artists to kind of create your own brand that is like unique to you. Yeah. And I'll add, as someone who did work at Pinterest, like, I think it's really great for um, mood boards or, you know, if you find kind of one kind of imager style you like, you can use it, like you can kind of put in Pinterest and find really um, similar things too. And I think Veld also a while ago showed me, or we've like looked at Dribble or like Behance together to get inspiration too. So definitely check out Pinterest in um, those other two. Thanks, Sayara. And Veld, um, for you, um, since you start out developing Mickey, how has the Discord bot development land ch landscape changed in the past years? And how have these changes affected your bot? Um, I do think you'll also have a really unique ex um, perspective on this from your work at TopGG as well. Yeah, this is uh, so over, over like the years, a lot has changed because in the beginning, I feel like most of us were just teenagers filling up time making fun bots and everything was was like done through word of mouth if that makes sense um so your bot grew basically purely from people liking your bot and sharing it with other people then with bot lists coming up and having multiple like tags um you really saw a big potential in being a a single purpose bot and i feel like that's what really grew onto the community where a bot mostly is like one focus and that's just something they're really good at um i'm still a very old multi-purpose bot and you can see all of all of the people here with me they all have like one thing they're really good at and 
they'll outgrew me even though I've been here the longest. <laughs> but um that aside, uh yeah, we did have to like focus our own priorities over those years as well. For example, we started as a multi-purpose bot and now we're completely focused on something like leveling. Cool. Thanks, Feld. All right, now we're going to move on to um all of the different questions in the from the bot developer panel threat questions thread. Um, huge shout out to um our amazing, amazing CM Mac who's been helping kind of curate and collect these um for us for the panel. So first question is actually from one of our mods, um, family friendly. Um, what are your views on open source? And for these, um, anyone can kind of feel free to um jump in. And not everyone has to answer. Oh, I can start with this. So I haven't like worked on a lot of open source stuff. I've probably had like uh, one or two things that um, that is open source. Um, I personally don't have Mimu open source because Mimu's code base is, is sort of a mess and uses <laughs> multiple microservices. But um, I think open source is great. Like it's, it's how we build on other developers work and it, it's honestly super helpful and i rely on open source day to day and and every project that you've ever used has probably used some sort of open source thing as well so i think it's it's really great it allows developers to really grow on each other and also learn from each other so yeah thanks um anyone yeah. else want to chime in velt yes you yeah. Um, yeah so mickey was open source for like four to five years and the only reason why we stopped being open source is to keep our own developer experience good. Uh, as I mentioned before, that's something we're really focusing on right now. Um, and having a bunch of separate repos that all have their own release schedules for libraries was really hard to really iterate fast upon. So we just put it all together and went with it as we, yeah, as we would normally. Uh, we are planning to open source things in the future again, but. We really want to make sure that we can prioritize Miki over the open source. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Um, anyone else want to chime in on this question? Otherwise, I can move to the next one. All right. Our next question is from Big Bun um, and Phoenix. And I know these were covered a little bit earlier, but if anyone wants to add more details, that would be great. So. BigBun is really curious about the very first steps you took to grow your bot. And then um, Phoenix is curious about how long it took for your bot to start gaining traction and becoming popular. Mm, I may start here, um, if, if it's OK. Um, so I, after release, um, the bot got a lot of traction from TopGG, actually, from the trending page um, when people vote for it and it was trending on there. And I think it was around 1,000 servers, like in a few days. So I was really confident at the product. And at that time, um, the auction system got announced from TopTG. So I thought I'd give it a shot. Um, actually grew the bot through that to around 50,000 servers in the first few months. And from there on, it started to gain traction on its own. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the TopTG and auction shout out. That's such a cool yeah. story. Yeah. Anyone else want to chime in on this? Velt, or Battleye, whoever wants to go first. Yeah, you can go uh, first. Okay. <laughs> well, as when I started, I only posted it on Top GG and 
had voted on it consistently, had various people voting on it consistently, and just let it go from there. It took about a about a year to reach. Oh, I actually have no idea where it reached in a year. About a year it was doing pretty decent. I don't I don't know the numbers, but it's uh pretty much all word of mouth, general use, and only top GG for like a year and a half. I've since branched to other bot platforms, but I really don't do any other type of advertisement other than that. Oh, that's really cool. And I love that it was just, you know, straight up through, um, you know, top GG voting and having people support you that way. That's really, really cool. Feld, did you want to go next for this one? Yeah. Um, this is really interesting because uh, I had two really great opportunities for growth. And I feel like that's basically where my success came from. The first one is, is that... Uh, at the beginning, we were a very focused bot towards this one feature, which was the experience of leveling system. Um, and people really liked it. And a lot of people wanted the bot on their server, and it all went through word of mouth. Um, and then because old bot uh, equals large amount of users, when Top G came out, we were like on the first page for a good year, I think. So that's been like my main growth loop. Um, well, ever since, not so much anymore because we're not really doing that much with voting. But yeah, that was the biggest thing. Cool. Thanks, Felt. Can I can I wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, for me, my bot was like uh, at around a hundred servers or so for like the first year. And then I was, and then that this was when I like joined Top GG as a mod, and I was like, okay, let me get into bot development again instead of like just sitting there stale. And um, I think just being part of the community really inspired me, which is completely irrelevant. But but um, so that was when I started getting it back into it. And then and then I was like, okay, let me add like a voting implementation of Top GG, and that's when my bot blew up. Like I'm seeing like in that year it grew like um like thousands and thousands of servers like it went from a hundred servers to like thousands and thousands and i was like holy holy crap <laughs> you know and and ever since i've just um i just added like a voting integration so that it would give you a reward in in top it, it, like in so if you would vote on Mimu, vote on vote on top gg for Mimu, you would get a Mimu reward and so that was what i did and it's still what i do today and um Mimu still gets a lot of votes and that's yeah, it's, it's a really weird story, but it's also like the voting system is kind of how my bot like kind of blew up because it was shown on top GG. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I love all these stories. They're so heartwarming. Um, thank you all for listing your bots on top GG. It really means, um, means a lot. All right, so next question um, is from Aro, one of our moderators. Um, what were the most difficult obstacles along the way and how did you resolve? I think I, think I speak for everyone here, it's the rewrites. <laughs> all right, yeah, I know Battle Life, wow, I was, yeah, all of the rewrites you shared that sounds like a lot, a lot of work. All yeah, right. Um, can... Oh yeah, go I ahead. Think, go I think ahead. uh rewrites are difficult. I think the most difficult thing was when Discord decided to actually like give attention to bots again. 
like I think it was like last year of October or something. Or was it? Wait, no, it was last last year in October. And they were like, okay, we're gonna start intense. And and I was like, okay. And then and then I think in April they were like, okay, we're gonna do slash commands. Like like they, they just keep adding these new things that need like full rewrites. And um, I mean, I appreciate the, them giving me a heads up though. But I think that's that's like a huge thing. Like it was like kind of stale and didn't really require a Discord rewrite before. But then Discord was like, okay, we need to do these updates. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Okay, next question is from Big Bun. So when it comes to implementing new features, what does that process look like? Anyone want to go first? Um, for David, us, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, for us, it's usually like you have an idea. Um, you note that down, and then we talk about it plan it out, have a look at the market, what's out there already, how to improve things, and then actually write it down, what you need to do, and maybe even have like a logical structure around and then up to the point where you can start implementing it, which is then the smallest part nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Evan. Okay, I'll move to the next one. Um, so this one's from Alec. Um, was there ever a stage where you wanted to quit um, your project? And if so, what was the reason? And I guess I'm curious um, if this had happened to you, like what, what kind of motivated you to keep going? Um, I have wanted to quit multiple times purely because of stress, especially... Um, some, a little a little bit of Mickey lore for everyone. Uh, we were completely down for a month back in November 2018, I think, um, because everything just completely collapsed and we couldn't really like deal with the growth anymore. This is also, I think, why Mickey isn't a million bot right now, which is kind of sad, but it happened and we have to deal with it. But I think that one month, um whew, that was stressful i can i can second for that month well not not that month for the stress i've seriously considered quitting many times over the stress trying not to uh, have problems with your community because you're i want to have it up and running that's the main thing I wanted it for is stability, but when I can't keep that up, it is so stressful. It's it's a it's a lot to keep things working. Um, I think I can also like speak for the others. I've also wanted to quit a couple of times. Um, uh, sometimes it was out of stress, but uh, it was never like I never really wanted to quit due to how stressful it was. I think I really thrive in stress which is which is sort of stupid but I, I i think that's like when i am the most productive and stuff but i think what did make me want to quit was when community um like like either your support staff are um saying bad things about you or uh when it, and obviously uh you could you could like bat it away as like oh uh they're probably just not happy with this or that or they're just being unreasonable but but um, I think I really try to look into like this. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a flaw of mine, but also like a, a strength in the sense that I do try to understand people in in a very 
deep level, I try to ask, oh, why do they do that? And so I look into it really deeply and I'm like, and, and it ends up hurting me a lot. And so I was, um, I think a lot of the time the community was just saying something negative or um, I just heard things like that just came around like in a, in a gossipy way. And it just kind of really upset me. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this is just bringing me stress. Like, this is, there's no point for me to do it. But it wasn't like a, an infrastructure or a code thing. It was like more of a emotional thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, thank you all for um, sharing. Like, I guess all the, it's hard sometimes, you know, you see like the bot doing so well, but like you don't necessarily know all the kind of roller coaster, all the ups and downs and the behind the scenes that it took. Um, to get there. Um, the next question is sort of, I guess, a nice follow-up to um, the previous question. Um, this one comes from Bubbly. Um, Bubbly's wondering, um, where where do you get your inspiration, I guess, to, to keep going or keep building and creating? I think for me, it's usually the community giving me new ideas and nice thoughts, and then you can work on them and base it off them. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, the the people who use it they make me so happy by just telling me that they enjoyed something that's new or something that they didn't know yet for example uh we have an achievement and you, there's like a one in 10 million chance that you can get it so sometimes someone pops up and it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god and it just it's the best feeling in the world yeah um i think uh to add on this like I am super, super happy whenever people leave really kind of feedback or when they pop into my DMs and they're like, I love Mimu, like it's the best bot ever and, I, and that's super sweet. But I think a huge part of why I even started working on Mimu again was the, the top GG community. Um, people are always talking about bot development and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of really great ideas and that and talking to people who are really adjacent to, to, to like bot development or also working on it just really got me back into it. have about the same experience there. It's just amazing. I like the feedback from the people, just enjoy it. Just the small thank yous, they just, they go really long ways. Thank you all. Um, that was like super inspiring um, for me. And I'm sure a lot of people in the community listening um, around. I guess this next question is also related to some of the topics that um, came up around community. So this one's um, from Family Friendly, one of our moderators. Um, how do you foster and retain a helpful community around your bot? Um, I imagine this is also what a lot of um, bot developers who are just getting started out are really curious about. I think for me, this is sort of, uh, I was kind of blessed with a community that was really positive since the beginning. Um, Everyone in my community is really, really positive. Like, um, uh, uh, an example would be like Mimu would go down, and and I remember Zatera was talking about this as well. But one time Mimu went down because of the cloud flare ban, and people were like, "Oh, Mimu, she's sleeping. Please rest, Ira. Please go drink water. Like, it's okay if Mimu is down for a day, but we'll survive." You know, like it was like the sweetest thing. And and um, this isn't just like a one-off thing. This is something that happens. Like within my community, I was kind of blessed with a community that was super positive. So I haven't had to do like drastic changes. Like we've always been really tight on moderation and stuff, but we've never had to, like we've never had any like really bad people or anything. So. 
thank you, Ira. Yeah, I know I'm not a pot developer, but I can say I'm having like a really amazing community. And I guess I'm talking about all of you who are tuning in and our volunteer staff as well um, is like just really, really inspiring. Um, all right, next question. So this is a specific question for Battle Eye from Siri. So when it comes to the Discord message content intent, do you plan on keeping message-based commands or switching entirely to slash commands or keeping both? This is actually something we've been discussing internally amongst our staff. I've asked some of my uh, community well. I like negative reviews on them in their current state. We will likely eventually switch to slash commands as that is the future of bots, but I will probably hold off doing so until the last possible moment just due to their current state. Makes sense. And then I guess this is a follow-up question from Innovator for everyone. I'm um, just, yeah, what are your views on message content intent? Mm, I personally, personally think it's a good choice of Discord. Like um, there's a lot of bots having access to such large data sets of messages where they don't even need it. So it makes sense in terms of user privacy to just not grant that if you don't really need it. I sort of agree with I'm that. I'm a little. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you're good. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Um, uh, I kind of agree with that. Like I do think it's super, super good that like uh, uh, Discord is trying to protect their users and put data privacy first, but it doesn't change the fact that it is it is really annoying to have to rewrite everything. But even with that said, I do think it is like a good direction for the future. I was going to say I'm a little up mixed on the message intents. I don't actually see the need for it personally. Bots can still only see the messages from channels you give them permission to view, same as a user. And most of these large bots have been granted the intent anyways for other reasons. And so the larger reaching spots already get the messages and the smaller ones just don't because they're smaller. And that's not as a big deal anyways. I myself, we got approved for the message intent for Ticket Tool. So that's how we plan on using commands for a while. But I still don't quite see a actual reason for it in the end. Thanks, everyone. Um, so this next question is from Conquer. And actually, I don't, maybe I'll answer it again, but um, I this is was a question that came up um, during, I think, both of the Top GG AMAs last quarter. But um, the question is, how do you feel about Discord adding their own in-app bot discovery? <laughs> I feel so bad for going first. <laughs> Multiple no, I, I can also go if you want. No, you, I can also go. No, go ahead. No, I don't. Um, I feel like bad. for this, I I personally don't think it's like a huge deal with for Mimu. Like, I think it's great that they're doing it for Mimu, but like in terms of like me as a Mimu bot developer, I don't think it really changes a lot for me. 
<laughs> but uh, like considering the fact that like you don't really get that much from server discovery, I can't really imagine a lot from app discovery. Um, however, I do think uh, it affects TopGG since TopGG is like a, a listening platform, and I work at TopGG, <laughs> so, so so I'm super curious on how that would affect TopGG. But I'm really excited for TopGG to expand outside of Discord and not only about Discord, even while still improving like the experience for Discord users. Jen, I can give a little follow up on that. I won't repeat everything I said in the previous MAs, but um, but yeah, exactly as Ira said, right. It already server discovery or exists. However, um, we are keeping an eye on it, and I do chat with um the Discord team quite a bit. Um, I think the good thing is that they um see how important Top GG is, and kind of what we're focusing on are really almost like different use cases for bot search and um discovery. Like a lot of their intent as they're working on it is they're trying to get someone to use their first bot ever. Whereas TopGG, like we might capture some of those people, but a lot of people coming have a bit of knowledge for Discord bots and server. So it's something we'll keep an eye on. Um, we also have a lot of um, really exciting um, new features planned. Um, I, I know we didn't officially announce this um, event yet, but we will soon. We'll have a product roadmap sneak peek, um, I think in the next few couple weeks. So we'll show you how we're not only going to add um, more features around Discord bot discovery and Discord server discovery, but um, we're also going to expand to some other um, new new places as well. I think I mentioned Web3 DAO discovery, and then we're also going to take a look at Roblox and a lot of other um, places in the future. But um, but yeah, that's just my two cents um, from the top GG side. Um, any of the other panelists want to comment on this one? Yeah, so. happy to comment. Um... I think they were going to do it someday. Like it's not something that they wouldn't do, considering how how successful botless and serverless in general have been. Um, I think it is going to um, it's going to be a big thing for mobile users, but I think most people have Discord always open in the background, and then they just use the internet for anything else anyway. So I don't foresee any like web users um actively like being really excited about it if that makes sense um as a ball developer i don't i don't really mind it it's another another place for me to put my bot and hopefully get recommended yeah i agree i think it's a good thing like right overall like we care a lot about um you know bot growth and server growth and so you know the more places um um the better all right next um question is from big bun um what was your sanity like before developing a bot and what it is what is it like now i guess sanity could also be you know mental mental health or just health i'm happy to mm -hmm. answer this one Oh, if you want to go for seven, feel free. Go for it. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. Um, I think it's been like, you know, one of those charts that that starts low, peaks, and then goes low again? It's kind of like that. Like, in, in the middle, that's when I was most, like, my, my mental health was worst. But then I just kind of took a step back. And at the end of the day, things just keep going, even even if... It doesn't go as well as it did before, so there we go. <laughs> yeah, I have similar feelings like Valtier. Uh, it's more like a roller coaster where you just go up and down in 
times. And it gets better over time, though. And when you're at a point when like everything is working and you're happy, and yeah, so there's always light in here. <laughs> It's probably improved since starting programming and Discord bots, just by having a large group of friends be able to talk with on the servers. Because without a Discord bot, I probably wouldn't really be on Discord much. I've met a lot of cool people that have been very, that are close friends now. That's great to hear. All right, next question is from Null. Um, is your Discord bot your primary source of income? Um, for me, it is currently, since I'm self-employed since half a year with Hydra. Um, it's not the only income, but it's the primary one. Like um, Hydra also gave me the opportunity to work for other big companies as a, as a contractor. Um, but yeah, it's main. That's great. I love that it opened up like a lot of other opportunities for you. Um, for me, it was for a little bit. Um, well, it was for like a long time because like I didn't uh, like I was still living with my parents at the time. But then I moved out in August, and then uh, that was when it was like sort of my full time job. Um, and then and then I decided that I didn't want to <laughs> to like have it as like a full time job at some point. I was like, I want to hire other people. I want to scale. I want to use some money for other things. And so um, that's when I fell into the job at TopDG. <laughs> so no, it's no longer my primary source of income, but it does sometimes give me income, I suppose. <laughs> I still need to talk to, to, to um, my financial accountant person to, to kind of sort that out a bit more. For me, Ticket Tool is my primary source of income and if i wasn't working on ticket to a full time i would be working a nine to five at some tech firm hey that's what i'm doing <laughs> it's never been my uh my only income or primary source of income if that makes sense um however it did it did help me through college because i started Nikki, during college and um, the amount of pizzas it has paid for um, is indescribable. Cool. Thank you all for sharing. Um, the next question we have is from Pog, who is one of our bot reviewers. Um, Pog's wondering, have you ever thought about selling your bot or business and moving on to the big ne next big project? Um, if you want, I can answer this one. Sure. I I have received a few offers in the past for me to sell my bot. However, I never uh I never really did it. So I don't think I wanted to, I ever wanted to sell it, and I'm not planning to now. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Mm, it's the same for me. I also got several offers. Oh, sorry. You go first. Okay. Oh, no, you're good. All right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I also got several offers from um, different companies and it's actually like, like when you hear the sums they're offering for something you created, it's it's incredible. But on the same time, uh, I put a lot, uh, really a lot of time and, and heart into this project together with other persons as well. So uh, yeah, I never went on actually doing it. Out of everyone here, I'm probably the only person who's never gotten an offer like this. <laughs> um, possibly because even if I did, like, I don't think they, their first message would be like, hey, like, I am offering you this much. <laughs> and usually I don't really respond to, like, messages unless, uh, unless it's, like, straight up that thing, if that makes sense. And so, and so a lot of the time I don't respond to a lot of my DMs, so that's probably why. But, um... I remember when I started Mimu, I was like, oh, if I if I ever want to sell Mimu, um, that's when something is seriously wrong. Maybe like my passion is like gone and stuff and, and I saw that as a red flag. Uh I think last week or so I was like thinking if someone offered me like a decent sum, I would probably sell it because because of just demotivation and uh uh stuff like that. And then but I think my motivation is back up and uh yeah, I did I did think of it, but um, probably wouldn't have actually done it. <laughs> Thanks, Yara. Battle Eye, how about you next? Oh, wait, sorry, Battle Eye, did you hear? Or, yeah, sorry, Battle Eye, do you want to answer next? I was just going to say, I've had a number of offers over the years that I've seriously considered. Generally, they have been for evaluation that just isn't worth giving up my project it's been something i've enjoyed working on for a very long time and the amount required to take that away from me is more than most people are willing to pay thanks all okay next question from big bun i know we gave kind of brief intros in the beginning but um big bun wants to know what's your background and what did you do before developing discord bots or discovering Discord too. Mm, I had a nine to five job at uh, a company which sells bank software. And I was mainly working with functional programming languages like COBOL, <laughs> like a really old one. So, um, but yeah, and it was also interesting way to change your coding style in more up-to-date languages and object-oriented languages so yeah um for me i i feel like this mine is probably similar to belts um i was a high school student when i started Mimo, so <laughs> i was studying um and trying to get into med school at the time uh so not nothing too interesting um now i'm doing university <laughs> I hadn't done anything amazing. I was just, I was a CNC router operator for about six years prior. And then around the last year of working as an operator, I had gotten ticket tool to where it could replace my job. Um, yeah, I was studying, uh, not that much else. <laughs> You should. What, Bell, share what you're studying. I mean, I know, but... <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah, sure. Um, I was studying game development, 
but apparently, I wish someone told me, but apparently it really sucks to work as a game developer uh, and you have to work really long hours and you get paid not that, li not that much. And oh my God, I, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so I, I went into software engineering instead. Thanks, Milt. Okay, next um, question is from Siri. Um, I guess it, yeah, it has to do a little bit with background, but um, when you were starting out, what coding experience did you have? And also, um, Siri's curious if you received any kind of hate, um, and if so, what helped keep you going through those experiences? For previous experience, no formal training. It's all been self-learned, general miscellaneous projects over the years. Prior to Ticket Tool, the main project I had worked on was a script to scrape Steam backpacks and find Team Fortress 2 items. I was scraping millions of backpacks an hour. It's just a miscellaneous project to try and find rare items I could acquire. As for the hate, I haven't really experienced that. Or it's just nothing's been severe enough to bother me. Thanks, Battle Um, Let's see. Next question is from Hyper. Um, what feature took the longest to make? Um, and I guess just some curiosity about like other challenges you might have had to overcome and how did you manage them? Can I answer this first? Not per se. Yeah, of course. Not per se a feature, but the thing that I spend the most time on is scaling. <laughs> like just trying to code things like your cluster system and making sure it's like scales horizontally, etc. It's just like the most probably frustrating thing and also something that you can't test without doing it in production. I mean, like obviously for some things you can, but stuff like big bot sharding you can't really test it other with other than the actual production like tokens <laughs> so like um that's probably the most like nightmarish thing to make other than that if it had to be a feature then it would probably be anything that's like timed or regular for example like hourly messages because like obviously you can like shift around the times and stuff for it to fire but like if you want to like test like the exact situation you might have to wait an hour for it to do or a day to do or a week to do and and, and that's probably the most um, annoying thing. And I imagine that's probably also the case for um, other people as well. <laughs> I know I know it was uh, it was sort of a pain point for for stuff like auctions in top GG. So <laughs> anyone else want to share about a long future? Um, if not, we we have a fun question from Igor. Um, what is your favorite programming language? And then also uh, DJ Cool is asking, are you using Discord JS or the largest library for your language or a self-written library? Um, I'm happy to answer this. My favorite language is the language we wrote for Miki. This sounds really, really over-engineered, I know. But yes, we wrote a scripting language for Miki, um, which people can make their own extension to the bot. Um, 
you can basically do about anything you can do with like the normal API. So cool. I'm so proud of it. Ooh, thanks, Veld. Um, for me, the most fun language to code in is probably Kotlin. I really learned to love it. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of uh, if I'm using Disco.js or what language, uh, what library, uh, I did in the beginning, and currently it's using a custom version of JDA. We did some changes to it to make it more fitting for our scale. But other than that, uh, we may plan to have something self-written in the future if there's time. For me, my favorite language is Java. I actually have never made like a, a big project out of it, but I really enjoy Java. I think I really like object-oriented programming, and I really like how Java does a lot of things. I learned a lot of things from Java. <laughs> um, uh, but um, Mimu is written in JavaScript and TypeScript. Um, I'm currently using Discord.js that is modded for Mimu. Thanks all. Um, let me see. So I know we have like nine minutes left um, and there's a couple more questions. Um, I'm just kind of scanning and yeah, there, let's see. So as you've grown a business reliant on Discord, um, have you ever considered the need to branch out to other platforms um, so all your eggs aren't in one, one basket? Considered it? Mm. Yes. Where and how? That's the that's the difficult part. It's it's always in the back of my mind, but how and where is always the question. It's something we actually put a lot of time into, especially I think two years ago. Um, I think that leveling in general can have some really interesting business level uh, improvements for people as like professionals as well um so what i what i wanted to do was introduce it into slack and we had a functional uh we had a functional layer for like abstraction so we can have the exact same um exact same code base running however it ended up being a lot of work for very little like um very little hands if that makes sense because there are so many integrations for um for slack so it's something that we kind of have in the back burner thanks let's see so another question from flair um what do you think of the current state of discord as a whole is it in security management support etc Any thoughts? Um, I think they've been spending a lot of effort in trying to connect with larger bot developers. Um, it used to be a lot more difficult to, to reach out to them. Uh, so I do appreciate them investing in that a lot. Um, in terms of, I'm not sure what security means, but I know a lot of people mentioned that 2FA doesn't <laughs> support, like, doesn't actually help when the token is leaked or something, so that that's not good. <laughs> Hopefully they'll do something about it. Um, uh, support can be, uh, I think a lot of people, I think it's a little bit of a running meme to not reach out to support and instead of just DM Mason whenever you have an issue. 
with a with a, like your bot, which is not a a good meme. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, something like they'll do something about it. But I do really like Discord, and I have seen them grow a lot in the past like couple of years, and I'm really excited for them to continue to grow. Thanks, Sarah. Um, so our next question is from Finkin. I'm going to rephrase this a little bit. I know this was specifically addressed at Ira, but I think um, everyone on this panel probably has some great knowledge to share on this. So um, I think we have a lot of um, bot developers, you know, not just in the top GG community, but also um, out there who are, you know, getting ready to work on their very first bot, thinking about building one or just like get, getting started and it's super hard. So I guess if you're starting out today, um, how would you start out if if you know you felt like there was a ton of competition in your category? Um, and also, like, I guess, how do you um, are there any words of encouragement you would extend or some tips for um, bot developers who are just getting started out facing some challenges? Yeah, uh, I'll start start off with this. So um, for me, obviously, my bot is economy and crisis. Uh, so I think if this already existed, like let's say Mimu already existed and I wanted to create a Discord bot, I would probably not create the same thing. I I think a huge part of why Mimu is successful is because I made something that I needed at the time. And so if it wasn't something I needed, it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't be a passion project. Uh, I would probably work on a self-care bot. That's been such a huge idea for me. I wanted to work on a bot that does self-care, journaling, just stuff that I really, really care about. Um, another idea I had Wow, I'm just giving away free ideas right now. <laughs> but and another idea I had was um, a bot that connected you to random users, like um, for chatting and just uh, just meeting other people. Uh, and I thought that would be kind of fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, in terms of keeping my confidence high, I think my confidence was never high, which was probably what kind of helped me in terms of like um, encouraging me to wow, there's a lot of people joining suddenly. <laughs> Is Discord broken again? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, as I was saying, I think in terms of keeping my confidence high, a lot of it was just um, the community trying to support me. It was, um, I, I try to be super humble and I don't really have a ton of confidence and stuff, but I think the community is super helpful in trying to keep me motivated. Thanks. Okay, we'll do, I think we could do two last questions really quick. Um, one's a fun one, fun one from Moffinique. Um, do you listen to music when you're coding? If so, um, I guess what are you using to listen to the music? Um, like Spotify, YouTube, Hydra, um, or other, other sources? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, yeah, I always listen to music when coding and it's usually a Spotify playlist. Cool. What can I say? I only listen music for Hydra. <laughs> Love you. Yes. <laughs> we use that for all our events too. <laughs> I I have this really bad habit where I listen to the same song over and over. If you stalk my uh, my presence, you would see that I just listen to the same song over and over. So usually just the same song over and over. It helps me focus. I would generally I do generally listen to music or have a movie playing. Generally, it's something I know or don't really care about, so it's just playing. Uh, always need a distraction in order to actually focus. It's, it's a little backwards. 
Cool. Um, and then I guess, yeah, we'll squeeze in a few more. Um, so from Space Doggo, um, where do you see yourself if your bot didn't exist? I guess that's sort of a hard existential question. <laughs> But um, yeah, if you don't want to answer that one, um, we have one from Mac. Um, I just have to give Mac a huge shout out for um, all of his work behind the scenes um, as our community manager and helping us prepare for these um, great events. Um, Mac wants to know, what's your favorite bot and you cannot say your own? This is so difficult. <laughs> um, before I, but before I joined the the like before I started actually coding develop like and developing bots, I really enjoyed Dino. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed Dino because of their custom commands. It's super uh, customizable. <laughs> I took a lot of inspiration from that when I was building Mimu's custom command feature based off of what I liked and stuff. Um, uh, other than that, I really like Amari because the branding is super cute, <laughs> um, and is—I mean, it is partnered to, with Mimu, so maybe maybe that's cheating. But I really like Amari. It's super cute um, and super simple, and dedicated to leveling. I really liked uh, Carl, Carl GG, Carl Bot. It was uh, it was mostly their custom commands and the amount that you can actually accomplish with them. The complexity to them is something I was really unable to grasp in the beginning on how it could even be done. Okay, and so to close out the panel, one last question. Um, do you have one piece of advice to share with someone who wants to be a bot developer? Or any part, yeah, last words for everyone oh, who's yes. tuning in. Yes. Um, if, you, if you have, like, one idea, really focus on executing that really well. Um, in the beginning, a lot of people did multifunctional bots, and they kind of did things all over the place. And I see a lot of beginner developers do the same thing. But I don't think it works anymore because... When people when people look at multifunctional bots, they mostly see a bot that does a lot of things. Barely good, if that makes sense. I also think having less quality features is more valuable than just putting everything into one bot. And yeah. Also, don't be afraid to learn new things. Like learn a lot of new technology, software you can use, and everything. Just go through it. Don't give up. I would say to take a step back, most of your problems are not programming problems, are not actually related to Discord it, itself. When Googling, broaden your search terms to cover your entire language as a whole and not specifically Discord. Great. Um, well, I guess, yeah, we're at time. Um, just wanted to say huge, huge thank you um, to all of our panelists. Um, I think just there's a ton of love for you in general. So make sure you go and check that out. Um, thank you for being so open and transparent and taking the time to join us and answer all these questions. Um, I learned a ton and um, I think 
this will be great because we're recording it. So your words of advice will um, live on for everyone who wasn't able to make it today. And um, thank you again to our community for asking such um, engaging questions and tuning in. Um, we have a lot more fun events planned. So stay tuned and a huge, huge shout out to both um, Mac, one of our wonderful community managers, and also Ayara for um, helping organize this event. So thanks again, everyone. Happy Friday and have a wonderful rest of the week and enjoy your weekends. We'll see you next time for a future bet. Thanks, Kristen. Bye. Thank you. Yay. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>